0: welcome to coffee and conversations with lakeisha we're glad you've joined us today get ready for some kingdom conversation now here's your host lakeisha m johnson
1: Yeah, Thank you, evermore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our God is champion. He reigns forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, forevermore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) And he will bow down, and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ, you are Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Our God is champion he reigns, my god forevermore thank you lord thank you thank you thank you forevermore thank hey, you my name's you. <laughs> my god my god is champion he Lord, evermore. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. God, you reign. You reign. You reign. You rang, Lord God, my God <laughs> broken out spirit, At- spirit. spirit. Come. spirit. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, the Heaven and I must now. Chains be broken, break out my God, oh. my God. Is champion. He reigns. Woo! Forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Forevermore. forevermore. My God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. The Our best God, way to God is, with- is champion. He reigns. My God. Forevermore. My God. My God. Forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you
0: for being our champion. Thank you for being our grace. Thank you for being mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for you being God. Thank you, Father God, for how you look after us. Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father God, for your justice. Thank you, Father God, for your truth. Thank you, Father God, for how much you love us, my God Holy Spirit, you come in this place. You reign forevermore. You are the atmosphere. Can I tell you something? If something is strange in your house, if your kids are strange in your house, if marriage is strange in your house, I dare you to start shifting the atmosphere in worship. If something is strange at your work, that you just begin to shift the atmosphere as work worship. You can't do anything more than God. And if you ever position yourself to understand how God can change your atmosphere, how God can change your environment, we we get so busy trying to change our environments, trying to change, um, what's around us in the flesh, in our own strength. I promise you, all you got to do is start worshiping. I promise you, all you got to do is start worshiping because worship is going to invoke God into the atmosphere. Worship is gonna send an aroma, a pleasing, a pleasing thing up to God. So if your environment is contentious, stop sitting around there trying to argue with people and uh, convince people how you need to love God and how much we need to be with Jesus. No, we're gonna shift the atmosphere. I'm just gonna start praising and worshiping God and loving God, and I promise you, the atmosphere is going to begin to change. The atmosphere is going to begin to change. If you at work and you just do your head on your desk like this and you start saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You ain't even got to say it out loud. If you just start saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you start rocking, I promise you the atmosphere will begin to shift. I don't know why we have yet to conceive that we bring Jesus with us. Everywhere we go, we bring Jesus with us. So we have the authority and power to trample on serpents, to deal with demons, to lay hands on the sick. That's what he said in his word. That's what he told the disciples. He said, now go out in my name. And act like you god <laughs> Now go out in my name and act like you god Act like you God, speak to the thing, worship, put yourself in his presence and watch the manifestation of God. Shift your atmosphere. Don't you spend another day arguing with anybody. Don't you spend another day upset with anybody. You change your atmosphere with worship. If you start worshiping, people don't have anything but to do but respond but respond. Jesus is alive in you. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And if we ever grasp that concept, we be chill. We be chill. We be chill in the most places. We be chill in the most places. J- Judy came. Judah came to me yesterday, and he said, "Mom, the kids. The kids at school was like." This a little girl was like, "You're so chill." And he said, "Why you say that?" He said, "Cuz we can bring anything to you." And you like, oh, that's good." Or you like, oh, that's no big deal. And he was like, nothing, nothing seems to move you around you. No, I'm teaching him. You change. You shift the atmosphere. You determine what goes on around you. You're not supposed to be moved by everything you see. You're not supposed to be moved by everything you hear. You're not supposed to be moved by every circumstance or every situation. No, you change the atmosphere. You set the tone for the atmosphere. You set the tone for your household. Women, get about your bed a little bit earlier. Start rising. Start worshiping. Can you imagine the thickness of the glory?
1: <laughs> Woo!
0: Come on, y'all. Can you imagine the thickness of the glory when you choose worship over worry? When you choose worship over strife? When you choose worship can you imagine the thickness of the glory can you imagine what descends and ascends my God can you imagine how your kids might work walk wake up healed <clears throat> come on Holy Spirit come on Holy Spirit can you imagine your kids, waking up healed. Can you imagine your marriage waking up in peace? Can you imagine going to work and work looks different just because you shift the atmosphere? My God, you shift the atmosphere with your praise. You shift the atmosphere with your words. You shift the atmosphere with your thoughts. I decree and declare today and here for, from evermore that you become atmosphere shifters. My God, that you just begin to shift the atmosphere with your worship, that you will not worry anymore, that you will not get pulled into strife. My God, I drive out every spirit of complacency. Cause, cause can I tell you what happens? This is how the enemy loves to keep us defeated and limited. He'll bring us to a place where we just kind of become complacent with God. And we just kind of chill. And we're not asking. We're not invoking God. We're not looking for the more of God. I decree and declare today is the day that you start looking for the more of God. That you want to experience God. That you want to long and thirst for God. That you have a thirst for God like never before. Not the goosebumps. Not the feeling, The lifestyle goosebumps not the feelings not the emotion the sincere relationship that's going to bring you my god into such a depth and a closeness of who god is my god that you just begin to lose yourself and worship him like ever never before that you just begin to worship him that you begin to lose yourself in him my god let me let me bring it to you this way Remember what it was like when you first fell in love? <laughs> Remember what it was like when you was young and you first fell in love, right? And y'all had to, you had to sit on the phone with that person all night long. All night long. Like, all night long. If your parents allowed you, cradling that phone, sitting on that phone all night long, talking to that person, not wanting to get up, not wanting to hang up the phone. You hang up first. <laughs> you hang up first. You hang up first. You hang up first. Now, you hang, falling, falling asleep on the phone with that person. Falling asleep on the phone with that person. Getting up that morning. First thing that you do. First thing you do in the morning. Is call that person. Imagine that kind of relationship with God. <clears throat> Woo! Imagine having that level of relationship with God. That I don't ever want to be off the phone with you. That I don't ever want to stop talking to you. That I don't ever want to be out your presence. Come on now. Hey, Stephanie. That I don't ever want to be out your presence. Yeah, Kim, that's what God's looking for. That, That you will love me first. That you will love me beyond your understanding. My God, my God, that you will be love me beyond your imagination. That you will receive that love. That you will look for me. That will, can I just tell you this? And then we're gonna get right into the the devotional today. You were created to love God at that capacity. The problem is nobody ever taught you what you were searching for. Nobody ever taught you. What you were searching for. You thought you were, I need, I need, oh, I'm not going to be fulfilled till I have a baby. I'm not going to be fulfilled till I get married. I'm not going to be fulfilled till I wake, wake, walk on purpose. That's not what you've been searching for. That's not what you've been longing for. What you've been longing for is deep intimacy with your father, what you've been longing for, because God created you. He created you for his glory, by his glory. He created you for him. So when God creates you for him, he sets an affection in you that that's really driven towards him. But the lust of the eye, come on, somebody be real. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, my God, the pride of life, All of those things will distract us and disturb us. And we don't learn how to properly love God. And we associate the love of God with the love of man. So then there's a disconnect. And then the disconnect leaves us falling into a thirst trap. But it's the wrong thirst trap. And so we look for all of the contentment in people. We look for all of the contentment in external relationships. And when those external relationships don't add up, we get so disappointed. We're so upset. We're so mad. No, it's just, you gotta change your perspective and reroute your thinking and and get a revelation of how much God loves you how much God longs to be in that booed up kind of relationship with you my God my God he longs like he's longing for you he's looking for you to love him at this capacity he's looking for you to love him with no barriers he's looking for think about for those of y'all who in love Think about how much you talk or text that person that day. He's looking for you to love him that much. That's what he's looking for. Like that's what he's looking for. He's looking for you to love him and to receive that love. And this is a supernatural. It is deep, John. It is deep. It's so deep. That's a super natural love that's not a love within your understanding that's not a physical kind of love that's not that's not that filial brotherly type love that's not a love when i i talk, I used to tell my godson this all the time. He used to be, he'll tell me something about his friends and and I'd always tease him and say, you ain't got no friends, I'm your only friend. And he'd say, mama, stop saying that I do have friends. But what I was trying to get him to understand was the relationships that he was seeking, that he was trying to seek to fulfill him and complete him, were never going to complete him and fulfill him. God was the only person going to complete him and fulfill him. Does he do that through others? Absolutely, but even then, that's a supernatural kind of love. That's not a love that can be conceived through this world. You gotta have a supernatural implantation in your heart. So, Lakeisha, how do I receive? How do I receive God's love? I don't even know why we went in this direction, but we're gonna <laughs> we gonna do it. We're gonna do it this morning, and I'm still gonna talk about repentance because it also, how do I receive how do I receive God's love? How do I know that God really loves me? How do I receive? You receive his love by faith. God's love, is it's an unconditioning. It, see, it's an uncondition. As parents, we think our love for our kids is unconditionally, but it still has boundaries. It still has certain boundaries. It still has places that'll push you to the front of frustration it, it it still has places where you'll only go so far before you get frustrated you still have boundaries in that kind of love i can't i can't I tell my kids all the time i don't love you more than god loves you i i don't i don't have the capacity to love you more than God loves you because my flesh will step my flesh will step in my flesh you were born with this thirst for God's love. You were born with this third. That's so good, Stephanie. Asking him, show me the eyes. Show me how to come into a deeper revelation. Holy Spirit. Can I tell you Romans 5 and 5? Oh my God. Romans 5 and 5. That's what he was telling us. The Holy Spirit is going to pour this love. The Holy Spirit came so you can receive this kind of love. That's why the Holy Spirit It's it's so, it's so important. But when you fall into the thirst trap, when you fall into the thirst trap, when you don't understand this thing that you've been searching for is really in God, this thing that you've been searching for is really in God, you will start setting your affection. Remember the scripture says, set your affection on things above. You will start setting your affection. So then when your kids don't praise you, come on y'all, let's be real this morning. When your kids don't praise you, when you've gone all out the way for your kids and they don't honor you the way that they think that you should honor you or they don't obey you the way that you think you should obey, then you're so disappointed in your kids because you expected, it's a false sense of expectancy, you expected a certain amount of love from that person that was really based on a conditional response. Come on now. That was really based on a conditional response. My God, my God, this is why we got to understand the love of the father. So when I, when I set my affection on them and then they don't live life according to how I feel or what I believe or what I think, right? Then I'm disappointed in them. My God. And that's not how we receive love from the father. Same thing in our marriage. My God, for all my people who are aspiring to get married are fresh in your marriage. I remember I said to my son when he first got married, he got married at 19. I said, marriage takes a different intensity of love. And the reason that I was explaining this to him was because I knew it. I knew it takes an intensity. This takes a different affection. I think that's why Paul said, look, if you can be single, be single if you're afraid you're gonna burn and get married but if you can be single gonna be single because he knew that there would always be a dividing line as a matter of fact the scripture says that like right the wife would want to lord over her husband right like she would want to desire her husband more than she desires god right well the thing that we long for and we're looking for is really the love of the father you might come from the, the most dysfunctional e- uh, family ever. But God's ability to love you beyond that dysfunction, God doesn't have boundaries, boundaries. He operates in a different kind of love. Now, when I have received that God, God, God kind of love, guess what's going to happen? When I really properly receive that kind of love, then my ability to love others going to look so different y'all come on y'all my ability to love others is going to look so much different my ability to love others and see others through the compassion of god's eyes is gonna feel so much different when i my love ain't gonna run out i'm just gonna be real my my love ain't gonna tap out my love ain't gonna keep no records of wrong. My my love not going to keep up with your mistakes. My love not going to judge you in the flesh. My love going to have... More compassion and more understanding from you because I have properly been filled and received His love. So when I'm thirsty from love, it's not what I need from other people. That's the love I need to receive from my Father. We've been looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love, y'all you know I knew. Looking for looking for love in all the wrong places looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places when i receive the love of my father then i won't tap out in my relationships come on now come come on now i'm not gonna tap out i'm not why because i'm not doing the i'm not doing the relationship in my own strength God's love is always where you are. The problem is we resist it. My God. The problem is because we want it to feel tangible like this world's kind of love we're not even able to receive what we're not able to receive his compassion we're not able to receive his grace especially if nobody ever taught us what compassion and grace looks like we're not ever we're not ever able to receive it so how do i receive god's love first of all you gotta pray (laughs) you gotta pray and you gotta believe in faith That God can love you. This is a faith. Remember 1 Corinthians 2.14. This is not by the flesh. This is deeper than the flesh. This kind of love that God has is a sustaining, overwhelming, all-consuming love. My God, I I don't want to know anything Anything like that. Yeah, anything other than this kind of love. Because when I'm looking and I get this kind of love, I'm going to feel filled. I'm telling you it. Can I say that, Holy Spirit? I'm telling you it because I live it. <laughs> I'm telling you it because I live this. I live this. I did not know this. But some things happened in my life to change my projection and my perception of how I was not receiving God's love. How much how intentional God was with me. How purposeful God was with me. And it had nothing to do with tangible stuff. <laughs> if that's just a part of the package. It is love was deeper than the tangible stuff. So if I seek a relationship with God based on stuff based on relief of my pain, when he's already told me, even in my pain, he's never gonna leave me or forsake me when he's already told me, come on y'all, when he's already told me, he's never going to leave me or forsake me. It does not matter. He said, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There's absolutely nothing. He's told you, even when you're in pain, even when you're in the worst places, my grace is sufficient. My mercy towards you, my love towards you, my God is deeper than you can ever imagine. You need to throw your hands up right now and say, Father God, I receive your love. Holy Spirit, help me to receive your love. When we pray prayers, we activate what we're asking God for. And then ask the Lord, help me with my unbelief. So here's another way you receive God's love. Instead of worrying and complaining, pray. Jesus, (laughs) instead of worrying and complaining... Worship. (laughs) My God, instead of worrying and complaining, pray. Every time worrying, the scripture says, do everything without worrying and complaining. Every time you worry and complain, you set something negative off in your atmosphere. That is why I'm so protective. When my sons start arguing, "Ah, mm -mm, not today, figure this out. No strife in this atmosphere. This is a this is a house of love. This is the house of healing. Figure out what's going on in your flesh because James tells us in the word, why do we argue? We argue because we can't get what we want. The only reason I'm arguing with you is because I cannot have my way when i love i know well you know i'm just you know no let the word speak louder than your flesh let the word speak louder than your flesh that's why you got to be committed to the word of god that's why you got to spend time in the word of god because this world has lied to you for so long about what love looks like and what it's had you entangled with is the love of the flesh. The pride of life. Come on now, it's a, that's what—that's what has had it. Is the love of the flesh, the pride, the lust of the eyes. Those are the things that's been leading even our decisions to fall in love. My. Okay, so ask for God to reveal his everlasting love to you and then receive happiness and receive healing. Know that you're supposed to be healthy. Know that you're supposed to have good days. Know that you're supposed to feel peace. Know that you're supposed to have power. Know know that you're supposed to walk in a good space. Know that you're supposed to walk in an authority, but understanding and receiving, and we receive it by faith. Lord, show me your love. Show me your love now. Will he demonstrate love towards others? Absolutely. I wrote, I'm gonna send it out in a devotional as well because some of you respond more to the devotional than you will your Facebook page. I promise you, I am the woman that I am today because of the love that I received through my husband. I promise you, it was not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not talking about a perfect kind of world. I'm talking about, it was a spiritual love that loved me in my deep pain. He loved me like Christ loved the church. And because he loved me like Christ loved the church, I experienced the love of God through him. He constantly extended me grace. He constantly covered up my faults. He constantly covered up my sin. And when I understood the value of the relationship, not based on goosebumps. My God. I decree and declare we over goosebumps and feeling relationships. We've been one relationships that stroke our ego. My God. And not relationships that know how to love us into position. And I don't want, I want nobody else attached to me that's trying to stroke my ego. I want the love of the father to be experienced through every absolute relationship. I don't want no stoking ego relationships. I don't want you to stoke my ego. I need you to love me. I need you to love you. Absolutely, Crystal. It'll mess you up in a good kind of way. So even in our places where he struggled, he would show me compassion and love. And then he gave me, God gave me revelation one day. This man, he said it too. We were in this strange face. And I'm gonna tell you my faith, you gotta just read the devotional. My faith was strange. But he loved me like Christ loved the church, which is what a supernatural type of love. That's a different type of love and when i begin to understand that the love of the father was coming through him yes an agape type of love does not look like this world's system of love it does not it does not it hopes for the rest come on y'all let me get this in maybe this will help us understand how to have a repentant heart come on we're gonna make transitions stay with me we still on judah's uh, message first uh, the excellence of love first corinthians 13 It says, if I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, others, my love for others grows, grows out of God's love for me. I'm not going to be able to properly love absolutely anybody, right? Until I learn how to receive God's love for me, my love for others is gonna be so perverse, it's gonna be so twisted, it's gonna be so jacked up. Why? Because I'm not gonna be able to give that kind of love until I understand. My love for others grows. You need to write that in your notes. My love for others grows out of God's love for me. That's not a love of the flesh. That's not from the lust of the eyes. That's not from the pride of life. My God, he says, if I don't have this kind of love, then I'm only being nosed. I'm only being noisy. My God, if I don't have, if I've not received this kind of love, then I'm only being noisy. I'm only being noisy. I'm only making a noise. My God. I'm only making a noise. I'm only running my mouth. Come on now. If I don't walk and receive this kind of love, I'm only running my mouth. I'm only just chopping up the lips. God's kind of love, even exhibited through others, looks different. So it's going to grow. I'm only, as a matter of fact, he says, it's just an annoying distraction come on holy spirit teach us how to love teach us how to receive god's love so that we can walk in the true gift of repentance i hear you this morning my god it's just an annoying distraction it's just when god's love is evident in a relationship it is deeper it is wider it grows longer it goes harder and then it's can i tell you something it's not a love of the flesh because it won't tire out. When I find myself getting frustrated with people, and I do get frustrated. I do get frustrated with people. I do. Don't don't get me started. I do get frustrated. However, I don't stay in frustration. It does not stay there long. When I find myself getting frustrated with people, I know that I am loving them in my flesh. In my own strength when i get frustrated with people the minute i begin to recognize that i'm frustrated with somebody i have to catch myself that's what the word is for that's why the word does the greater work in you and the word come back comes back and comes up to remind me, this is not a spiritual kind of love. Your frustration, if your love runs out. Remember, we learned in Zechariah, there's an oil that comes from the Lord. There's an oil that comes from the Lord. So when I feel like I'm frustrated or about to tap out, I know I'm not in the right space. Woo! I know I'm not in the right space. I know I'm not in the right air space. Come on, Yara. Come on, Yara. Come on, y'all. Well, I know I'm not in the right headspace, And so I have to reset myself in God's love. And one of the things that I pray constantly, Lord, show me how to, to see others through your eyes. <laughs> show me how to see others through your eyes. Because that's a different kind of love. It says, and if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, if I have all sufficient faith so I can receive and move all mountains, but do not have love, not reaching out to others. Because love reaches out to others. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. Love, God always reach. See, that's why I say, that's why I know we don't understand God's love. God's love is always reaching out to us. God's love is Always reaching out to us. God is always open when we love and we show love out of God's love. We are always reaching out to others. You're not gonna be. Can I say this holidays? You're not gonna be the only person in the relationship reaching out. Woo! You're not gonna be the only person in the relationship praying. You're not gonna be the only person in the relationship covering that person in love you're not going to be the only giver in the relationship when we can love from the place that God loves that's how I know I've received God's love I can reach out to others without the fear of rejection I can reach out to others without worrying about whether or not without being uh, suspicious come on now Why? Because that's what the kind of love does. That kind of love reaches out to others. My God, if I give all my possessions to feed the four, and if I surrender my body to be burned out, but do not have love, it does me no good at all. If I do all of these things, I'm serving. Come on, I'm doing all these things, but I'm not doing any of this other stuff it makes no difference at all. God is love. He moves in love. He talks in love. He acts in love. He thinks in love. He does in love. Everything God does is embodied in love. Even when he chastises, it's in love because that's the type of Father, he is. My God, he doesn't go ghost on you. My God, he doesn't go ghost in the relationship. He's consistent in the relationship. He's always looking. He's always reaching out. He's always longing. He's always connecting. My God, he gonna shield you. He gonna protect you. Why? Because you dwell in the secret place of the most high. When I dwell in the secret place, I'm dwelling in God's love. My God. Love endures with patience. Whoo, my God. Love endures with patience. Love endures with peace. There should be peace in your relationships. There is peace to God's love. There is not turbulence to God's love. My God, come on, Holy Spirit. No wonder why I don't live in a state of repentance. Because I don't understand that I need to take whatever it is out between me and God. (sighs) Come on now. I need to deal with whatever may be standing in between me receiving this kind of love. This is so powerful. It is not jealous, it is not envious, it does not brag. It does not brag. It does not start telling me how much it loves me. Do you know how much I love you? Do you know how much I sacrifice for you? Do you know how much I give up for you? Do you know how I fed you? Do you know how I clothed you? Do you know how I demonstrated my love to you and all these fickle things? No, it does not brag. It's not a bragging kind of love. That's not the kind of love that we get from God. My God, come on now. That's not the kind of love we get from God, and it's not the kind of love we should give. It's not arrogant. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. My God, can I tell you something? I used to be one of the rudest people in the world, and it's hard for people to believe that, but I was, and I still have some remnants of it. I have to check myself. But now that God has dealt with me on it, when I get rude responses, it irritates the inside of me. Because when you love me, I just know that there's not an emotional feeling. It should be exhibited in some certain things. I'm not going to be rude and I love you. I'm not going to be rude and I love you. I'm not going to show you rudeness. I'm not going to demonstrate I'm not going to be curt. I'm not going to be brash. I'm not going to withdraw my love from you because i'm whatever else i got going that's not the kind of love that's not how god loves us jesus was one of the kindest gentlest man firm yet kind yet gentle his kindness and his gentleness is what drew others to him come on now it's not rude it's not (laughs) self-seeking it's not rude it's not self-seeking i'm gonna say it one more time it's not rude. It's not self seeking. It's not provoked. It's not easily sensitive, nor is it easily angered. Come on now. Oh, Stephanie Murphy, you're going to make me throw something at you. Unconditional love is not a roller coaster ride. You're going to make me wake the boys up. Un- it's not it's not up and down we good one day we off the next day that is not it's a consistency it's a consistency but when the love overflows out of the father when that love overflows out of the father that love looks different. That love acts different. That love talks different. That love walks different. That love God is not up today, right? Cuz remember, go back to the scripture. The love that we need to love others, the love that we need to receive from him. That love flows out of the love of God. If our love for others flows out of the love of God, if our if our relationship with others is to flow out of the love flow out of the love of God, then it We ain't got no unbalanced scales. We ain't up today and down tomorrow because that's not how God's love is. So if I find myself in the love walk where I'm up today and down tomorrow, then probably I'm not loving through the flow that comes through God. Come on, Nisi. It shouldn't be bipolar. It should not be bipolar. It should not be schizophrenic. It should be consistent. It's a consistent kind of love. It's a for now kind of love. It's a it's a love that's, that's, God, that's the kind of love. God, God ain't going to wake it up tomorrow, today or tomorrow and saying, I'm in a bad mood because I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to mistreat you. That ain't how God act because I'm in a bad situation in my life. I'm going to mistreat you. That ain't how God act. That ain't how we're supposed to treat each other. So when we find ourselves in that position or that place, it's because the love of God is not flowing through us and we don't understand that kind of love. We don't understand his love. My God. So, it endures with praise and right. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked. It's not overly sensitive. It's not easily angered. It does not take into account. My God a wrong endured. This is something I am working on, right? It does not take into account a wrong endured. So when you do me wrong, I'm not adding this up. I'm not taking this into account. I'm going to see you through the compassion of God's eyes. I'm going to understand the reason that you're not properly loving me is because you can't. Because the love you're giving me right now, you're not giving me out of the flow of the Father. Start recognizing. That's it. Come on, Holy Spirit. Start recognizing that people can only love you at the capacity that they know and receive God's love. Woo! My God, my God, people can only love you at the capacity that they know and receive God's love. So until they understand and receive the the functional, the spiritual love that comes from God, what's going to flow out of them is going to be dysfunctional. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm gone. What's going to flow out of them is going to be dysfunctional. So if that's my perception of God's love, come on now, if that's my perception of God's love, then I really don't understand who my father is. I really don't understand who my father is. If I think my father is like the people that have loved me, then I really don't understand who my father is. And I've got to get back into a place to understand his type of love. I got to get back into a place. That's why I'm so big on you getting healed. <laughs> That's why I'm so big on you getting spiritually healed. That's why I'm so big on you understanding his healing, his love for you. I told him last night in Bible study, if you're not in ladies Bible study, you need to get there. You need to start coming in. You need to start coming in and being there. There is something supernatural that is happening in this Bible study. There is something powerful. Scales is coming off our eyes. We are being revived and restored in who we are as women. Make time for it. Make room for it so it can transform I don't know about you, but I want my life transformed. I want my life renewed. I don't want to walk in anything less than God's very best for me. Paul never prayed. <laughs> I'm going to say this and we out. Paul never prayed for physical healing for anybody. That is not. I ain't saying he didn't lay hands. I ain't saying they didn't cast out demons. But when he went into an intimate place to pray for others, he always prayed for. For their spiritual health that is why one of the things I always pray for y'all even before the devotional even when we offer the, the devotional open the eyes of their understanding to the hope of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus open their eyes Lord that they need eyes of understanding they need a tender responsive heart towards you Lord remove from them a stony heart and give them a tender responsive heart Lord God I'm praying for their spiritual health because I know they get spiritually healed they're gonna walk in a different level of physical and mental health i want to read this over you and then i'm gone i want to read this over you and i'm gone for this reason since the day we heard about it we've not stopped praying for you asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purposes, and an understanding of spiritual things, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral, moral courage, and personal integrity, to fully please him. <laughs> fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily Growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clearer insight, and a fervent love for his precepts. Lord, let them fall in love with your word, line upon line, precept upon precept. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance patient and joy. Lord, let them get spiritually healthy, my God, so that they're able to receive your love, so that they're able to walk in your love, and they're able to flow, my God, to flow in the love of God. That's real healing. That's the stuff that's going to bring us to a place of repentance. Remember, one of the things I shared with you yesterday was as Christians, repentance should be a lifestyle. Well, it's not going to become my lifestyle if I don't understand the love of my father.
1: I'm out.
0: (laughs) I'm out. Repentance is not going to become a lifestyle. It's not going to become a lifestyle. I will not repent. I will not. I'm not going to come to that place in God. Right? I'm not going to bring my deficits to God in that place. When I don't understand how much he loved me. When I understand how much he loved me. I'm going to act like David. I'm going to be in his face as much as I can. Look, here I am broken. (laughs) Here I am. I messed up again. Nothing said. Do not take your love from me. (laughs) Do not take your love from me. Do not not cast me out. Look, I'm struggling with this. I'm having a hard time with this. I know this is my flesh. But I don't want to be without you. Do not cast your love away from me. I can't. I can be without it. All this other mess, it can go. It rocks anyway. This died. But this right here between me and you, I can't be. I can't be nowhere else. I can't. I can that not let nothing separate me from your love. I all of this other stuff, this will pass away. But this right here between me and you. This is more important. So I need you to help me overcome my flesh. I need you to help me to overcome my thoughts. I need you to help me, Holy Spirit, because I don't want nothing coming between me and this. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Nothing coming between me and this. That's when we know and can receive the love of the Father. The scripture says, Boldly come before the throne of grace. Boldly, boldly, boldly boldly come boldly come before the throne of grace boldly come before his throne father god we thank you for your word today we thank you that we lean not into our own understanding in all our ways we acknowledge you so you can direct our path holy spirit invade our lives today so that we can understand and receive this kind of love by faith it may not make make sense to us we may not understand it but we know you have the power to help us overcome our flesh, help us overcome the lust of our eye, help us overcome the pride of our life, pride, pride of life. We drive out all pride. We cancel that assignment. Father God, forgive us for our prideful for places. Forgive us for anything that does not line up in our life, that does not align with your love. And Holy Spirit, teach us how to love. Teach us how to love. Teach us how to love. For your name's sake, in Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's how you're going to learn how to love. Romans 5 and 5 says that the Holy Spirit fills us with God's kind of love. This is how you're going to learn how to love. You're going to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You're going to You're going to ask Jesus to come into your life. You're going to ask Jesus to come into your life. That's the very first steps to receiving his love. It's not a feeling type of thing. It's not a feeling type of thing. It's a real, real, real spiritual, spiritual being. This is the love that you've been longing for. This is what you've been so thirsty for. This is what you've been looking for all your life. This is why you kept getting disappointed by your parents. This is why you kept getting disappointed by your boo thing. This is why none of that stuff ever satisfied you. This is why even when you made the money, you wasn't happy. Oh, come on now. Come on now. This is why you was never happy. You needed Jesus. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. Info at justbeamlmj.com I would love to send you some materials so that you can really understand the power of God's love. Woo! god's love flows god's love flows so that you can really understand the power of god's love my second thing to you is if you want to be a partner and to sow and to give into this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Click the donate button or cash out plus dollar sign LMJ ministry. You can find all the ways that we give to our community. And if you are not busy this Saturday, come serve with us on Feed the Streets. I promise you, when you see your brothers and sisters out in the street, out in the cold, it just gives you a different perspective of how God will use us to love others. That's what we do these first Saturdays of the month. We go out and love on others. We love on others for God, with the flow of God. Woo! We're the flow of God. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, you're going to be the flow of God. Let me speak the priestly blessing over your life. Let me speak the priestly blessing over God. You're going to live in the flow of God's love, right? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious. May the Lord turn his
1: face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. (laughs) Go be loved today. Let someone
0: someone else experience the love of God through you. Make a determination. Say, I'm not going to be congested. I'm not going to be congested. I'm going to receive God's love and I'm going to let God's love flow through me. I am not going to be congested. I am not going to be congested. I'm going to go be love today. I love you. God loves you. Love, peace and blessings. My God,
1: my God. We thank you for your love. 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 We thank you for We thank you for your love. We thank you for your love.
0: Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries,